0: i had an endoscopy which showed nothing and I had done the multiple medications and it finally ended up on one that semi help, but I just knew that there was more to it. You know, it's that intuition of, there's no way I'm 37, 38 years old and I'm gonna have these problems for the rest of my life. And I was being told, oh, this just kinda happens sometimes when you get closer to 40. And honestly, I just really did not want to accept that. And as I looked into it, I realized I didn't have to accept that. I just had to make some choices.
1: Nikki Lacey is a registered nurse who has practiced in conventional medicine for over 20 years. She has always used her compassionate and nurturing spirit to care for her patients. Yet due to her own health challenges, she turned to functional medicine to uncover and heal the root cause of her own condition. Using her experience and her personal journey, she has transformed her passion into becoming a functional medicine health coach and has started helping others find their own lasting solutions. Welcome to the Journey to Health podcast, where we believe everyone deserves to feel their best and reach optimal health. Life is short and every day is a gift. So travel well on your journey to health. I'm your host, Sarah Shawl, and I'll be your guide on today's episode. Welcome to the Journey to Health podcast, Nikki. We are so excited to have you on with us today.
0: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
1: Yes. I can't wait to hear your journey and your story. Before we begin, I need to share my word that describes you from what I felt like you represent. The word that came to me when I was thinking about Nikki was the word nurture. I feel like with your background in nursing, with my small exposure to you as a parent and as a friend, I think you have this natural gift of nurture. You're in the healing business, you know, as a nurse, you signed up to heal and to help, but you also just, you train and you educate, you encourage and support, and you just have this protection and nurture presence about you. And I really love to watch it and be a witness to how you do that as a parent, as a nurse and as a health coach.
0: Oh, thank you, Sarah. That's that's really kind. Um, I think I think that's interesting because one of my strongest strengths is compassion. And I don't think that you can really nurture or have compassion, have one or the other without the other one.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Compassion would be a great one too. So I'm sure you carry so many other awesome characteristics that we're going to hear through your journey. So let's jump in. Let's hear what your journey to health has been, where you started, how you got into this business of nursing and coaching and how it maybe relates to your personal life.
0: So I'll start by saying that I have been a registered nurse for 23 years and have really enjoyed the profession. I have felt that it's given me lots of different opportunities within the field and just it really has played to my interest and my passion. So I've enjoyed everything that I have done, but um, it's kind of taken a different perspective over the last several years. Of what my viewpoints are on health and wellness. And I got into coaching really through my own experience with something that happened with me. And that started about seven years ago when I was in my late 30s. I started having some stomach issues, um, not terribly uncommon, but after going through traditional medicine and going to a couple of different physicians and having an endoscopy, I uh, was trying multiple medications. And after trial and error, finally found something that worked, but it still didn't work all the time. And I really didn't want to be on medication for the rest of my life. I had seen that and seen how that played out with patients that I had taken care of. And I wasn't even 40 years old. (laughs) And I just did not want that path for myself. So I decided to try something different. And I did an elimination diet. And I had never touched on anything in my career that had to do with alternative medicine. Um, I did not even know what functional medicine was at this time. But doing that elimination diet opened my eyes really to how food can be medicine. And I found that I had some sensitivities to foods. And in working through that over the next several months and adding in healthy supplements to help my digestive system, I was able to come off... All medication and have never gone back on. So I really think that's what got me started and got me interested in there's a lot more out there to just giving somebody a pill when they don't feel well. And I think our healthcare system does really, really well at sick care. I do not think we do a a great job at well care. And I wanted to. Dip my toes into that and learn more about that and how I could support people, support patients on the side of not getting as sick and not living with chronic diseases. So that's how uh, I started working and, and started learning more. And that led me to the Institute of Functional Medicine, which led me to the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, where I went to my health coaching program.
1: Quickly take us, being that you've been in both conventional medicine for 23 years and have started to embrace more with functional medicine, can you explain to our audience kind of the difference between that? Because that is a fairly new concept to some of us. So how would you describe conventional medicine? I think you had said it's more about sick care. And functional medicine, more about well care, how can you describe those?
0: The biggest difference for me is that functional medicine looks at a holistic view. It looks at the entire person, not just the one ailment that you're having right now. If you have headaches um, and you go to your traditional, you know, family practice doctor, and they're going to treat you for migraines. They're probably not going to help you find what is triggering your migraines and get to the root cause of why are you having these problems? That's what functional medicine does. And I wholly believe in treating an entire person because as, as you know, Sarah, If our mental health isn't good, it affects our physical health. If your physical health isn't good, it affects your emotional health and it's all interconnected. So I really feel like treating the whole person is so much better of a plan for overall health.
1: Thank you for describing it that way. That makes a lot of sense. We are whole beings and we are very connected. So whatever might be affecting our brain or mind with headaches could be tied somewhere else. And so for you, you started looking into your nutrition and you went on an elimination diet. Tell us a little more about that.
0: So, the elimination diet, um, and this wasn't a specific one with functional medicine, but it was just where you took certain foods out of your diet for 30 days and to see how you felt after you took these foods out. And then I added in like taking apple cider vinegar in the morning as well. And why, and my biggest issue was reflux. So, you would think, why would I put something acidic? on top of having reflux well actually it's kind of the opposite of the way it's more like a neutralizer so just adding that small thing which you would is not a medicine helped balance my GI system for one So with the elimination diet, I took out certain foods. Um, The biggest, the biggest one that I noticed for me was dairy and I took dairy completely out of my diet. And once I did that, and actually I took coffee too, which that was a really hard one to take out, but coffee can be very acidic on your GI system. And I took those out and then I slowly added some of that back to see how I felt. And I noticed when I started adding back dairy, I had stomach aches, I had reflux, just all types of GI problems. So I realized I could, I could have it um, in very, very small doses and only certain kinds. So I know that now, and it's not that I completely avoid it, but I would say I'm about 90% dairy free. And that was the biggest one in coffee. (laughs) Coffee was something I just gradually added back in as well. And it's coffee without dairy. And I was always doing these sugary creamers in coffee as well, full of artificial sweeteners. And it's just really, I didn't know any better. And I'm a firm believer when you know better, you do better. So as I became more educated, I took more control of my own health and of what I was putting into my body and my body started healing.
1: Yeah. I hear dairy as a trigger for a lot of people. What caused you to want to pursue this elimination diet? Like, were you uh, working with a doctor or what got you interested in this? How'd you find that?
0: Interesting, I was not working with a doctor because I had I had gone that route. Um, I had been working with a gastroenterologist. I'd had an endoscopy, which showed nothing, and I had done the multiple medications and had finally ended up on one that semi-help, but I just knew that there was more to it. You know, it's that intuition of there's no way I'm 37, 38 years old and I'm going to have these problems for the rest of my life. And I was being told, oh, this just kind of happens sometimes when you get closer to 40. And honestly, I just really did not want to accept that. And as I looked into it, I realized I didn't have to accept that. I just had to make some choices. Um, and I had a friend that had tried an elimination diet who had a sensitive stomach herself. And she was like, why don't you just try this? So I did. And, and it really kind of changed things around for me.
1: Uh, it's interesting how we do have the choice to pursue health or illness sometimes, but it is a matter of being educated and being aware of that. So after your elimination diet and you found some of your triggers, you did say you were able to bring some things back in mm-hmm. um, and you kept a lot of the dairy. And did you bring coffee back in? I wonder.
0: I did bring coffee back in, but it was, well, I brought it back in, but I brought it back in without sugar mm. and I brought it back in without dairy you know, artificial sweeteners, first off, wreck your body. And I was never one that drank diet sodas, but I liked my artificial creamer. So taking that out, I think really helped as well. But yeah, so as I'm sitting here drinking my coffee now with my almond milk and Stevia, you know, I have switched, I've switched what I do.
1: It's good to hear from us coffee lovers, but I do yeah. know that coffee and caffeine is something that can trigger, especially females in different ways. So, and it is true how different our bodies are and what we have to find for ourselves as to what our triggers are.
0: Yes. I, and I, that's really about being your own advocate for health. And that is what, if if there's anyone takes anything away from this, it's you can take control of your health. Don't feel that once you have been diagnosed with something that that means, oh, that this is the way it's going to be for the rest of your life. Especially if if we're talking about something like reflux, something like migraines, arthritis, there's so many things that we can do. I don't want to call these, they are common, but they're not minor, and they can really affect your life. And you just... If you can educate yourself or get with a functional medicine health coach or get with a functional medicine physician, they can help you navigate this so you don't have to be stuck to medications for the rest of your life.
1: Mm -hmm. And you were seeing that firsthand working with patients as a nurse. And that was something that actually caused you to step back and say, is this what I want for the rest of my life? So, what were some of um, the obstacles that you witnessed either for yourself or for? Clients or or people you were working with on the medication side?
0: I think lots of times it's it's about a mindset, really. It's the mindset of it's too hard. Um, I can't do this, I can't make these changes. I believe that is where coaching comes in, Sarah, and it's just so important to support. People to give them resources to let and to let them know that these changes don't happen overnight. It takes time and it takes patience and having a coach beside you to help support you and encourage you through these processes. Because it it can be, it can be a whole family dynamic that has to change based on how you eat, how your family eats together. Um, if you're talking about getting off blood pressure medication, um, and I'm working with clients on that right now, where that's a huge goal of theirs is to reduce or to get off their medications. And you know, there's so much more to food that comes with that, of course, stress management and exercise and everything. But an obstacle can just be that they don't think they can do it. And letting people know that you can take control of your health. And there are things that you can do for yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. And us coaches, hopefully help these Clients feel empowered to do that for themselves, but you're right. There's so many uh, roadblocks and obstacles for a lot of people, which sometimes it's just belief. Sometimes it's who's surrounding them with their family or peers. And a lot of times it's just educational. So we as coaches hopefully provide that education, that empowerment, and then also helping them facilitate how to go about living this lifestyle and changing their behaviors and not being sabotaged by themselves or other people.
0: Yeah, it's definitely about behavioral change. That's what I think it really comes down to because you can give someone all the tools necessary, all the education, but if you don't help them change their behaviors, none of it's really going to stick.
1: What helped you stay true to your elimination diet? Because those aren't always easy. Was it, well, tell me what it was. What was your reason for staying committed to this elimination diet? Because you weren't working with a coach, but you were willing to change your behaviors. What really helped you stay on that?
0: How poorly I felt, to be honest. Uh, Reflex doesn't sound like, you know, a lot of people have this condition. It doesn't sound like something that is, you know, a really horrible thing. But I had it pretty bad. I mean, there would be days I would get up in the morning and mine was more of a burning sensation. And my stomach would be on fire from the moment I put water on it. And then you didn't feel like doing anything. And I would lay on the couch. I didn't have any motivation to go exercise because I felt so poorly. And then a day, you know, a day would go by and I had eaten not much more than crackers and a piece of fruit, because that's all that I could get down. Nobody wants to live that way. So I knew that as I started to feel better with the elimination diet, that was all the motivation I needed to continue
1: going. That's good. And how long do you feel like it took for you to see some results? I
0: was seeing at 30 days already. I was starting to see how I, I felt better. I would actually say I was seeing even earlier than 30 days, but for it to, because I think reflux too, and that it's all about the acid balance in your stomach. And that takes a while to overcome. That's not a quick fix either. So I was feeling better within a couple of weeks, but it took several months to actually get that balance back to normal with adding in healthy probiotics and then avoiding my food triggers before I was fully fully able to come off my medication and then not go back on.
1: So you did, I mean, you did a lot of personal work for your own health and wellness and learned a lot along the way. I'm assuming this is what transitioned you into wanting to be a functional medicine health coach was what you were learning and experiencing from a healing perspective of nutrition. So how, tell me some highlights that you get to experience as you lead clients to their own well-being and their own health. Through this discipline of functional medicine, any highlights that you have from your journeys as a health coach?
0: I'm working with some of the clients I've seen really come in the mindset. And I was speaking with a, a, a gentleman the other day and he was, he's had a lot of stress in his life. Um, and that's his biggest, that's his biggest trigger for everything is stress, high stress jobs. You know, I, I think you and I have talked about that busyness. You know, people put that on as a badge and that's a lot of what's expected in the workplace. Him learning how to deal with that and take care of himself and take times on the weekends to relax, to do things that he enjoys without the guilt of, oh, I didn't finish this at work. I think has really been good for him um, in helping to sustain him through some difficult times at work. That's been a big highlight is seeing people know that it's okay to take time to rest and that they, and to find those things that they do enjoy. Because as I said before, it's not all about the physical. It's so much about the mental too. And you've got to give your brain and your body time to rest. Rest is so important. And I don't think that we take that serious enough, really.
1: No, we don't. And I think we were saying earlier, the shift of how important rest and recovery is in our health, and how you're right—we we do put on this badge of honor for our busyness and our you know go 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 drive that we carry, but that's also not helping us, and it's not keeping us well. So to kind of embrace that slower pace, that resting, and not feel guilty about it does really help our well being.
0: It definitely does, and I think you you've got to find what that is that brings you joy that's different. That's different for everyone. When I was going through um, the functional coaching program, I was being coached along the way. That was something that, that my coach worked with me on because I was stressed. I was going through, I was still working. I was, had two small children. I was a wife. I was going through this coaching program and, and she helped me with my own stress management and finding what was it that I really just enjoyed. And it was as simple as going out and planting my flower garden because I love being outside and it was springtime. And she she was like, what do you like to do? And I said, oh, I don't have time to do that this year. And she was like, make time for that. That brings you so much joy. And you will remember that every time you're sitting outside and you see those flowers. So it's really finding those things that help bring people joy and give them almost the permission to say, hey, you can go do that, make
1: time for yourself. Permission is a big word for us, right? Just yes. allowing ourselves and somebody giving us permission. And just that small choice that you made to just go out and plant flowers, probably like that small shift pivoted you and, and changed your trajectory towards better and more well being for yourself. So it's sometimes just a small step in that direction.
0: Yes, it is.
1: So tell us another, you just gave us a couple of great health tips, I know, but tell us what your favorite health tip is for your clients or for yourself?
0: Building upon what I said is do not work yourself to death. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Life is about so much more than a paycheck, um, so much more than success in a company, it's just so much more. And I've learned that through myself, through my own work is to take that time. So that's what I try to work with some of my clients on is, you know, yes, there's many people that work full time jobs, and they have to work and they need the income, look at your time and make your own time precious to you. Don't let that time of your own bleed over. So you're working all of the time because that's not what life work balance is really
1: about. Yeah. Finding your Sabbath of some sort a day, an hour, a minute, something for ourselves to rest. Yeah. That's great advice. And I also
0: like to say you cannot pour from an empty cup. Mm. So if you are a caregiver to someone, which everybody is to someone you cannot pour out and give your best if you yourself are empty.
1: That is great advice. Thank you for sharing your journey with us, Nikki. We can't wait to apply some of these principles and some of these ideas to our own lives.
0: Well, thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for joining us for this episode. You can follow us online at journeytohealth.com slash podcast. There you can access the show notes and learn more about our guest. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at your journey to health. We hope that this story inspired you to launch into, or maybe even continue on your own journey to your best health. If you're looking for a health guide to support you, we have coaches who would love nothing more than to walk alongside you. Just visit our website to learn more about Journey to Health coaching program. Until next time, travel well on your journey to health.